Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. The cry of a mother. Ah, uh, Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse number 11. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nainan. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. And when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. And he came and touched the bier. And they that bare him stood still. And he said unto the young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead set up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, say that a great prophet is risen up among us. Yes. And that God have visited his people. I want to share from this message a cry of a mother. So we celebrate motherhood and womenhood all over this land. God has done some awesome things in the life of our mother. And all of us are product of our mother. Father, we thank you for this message. We ask that you help us to share the things that you place in our spirit. Bless us as we deliver this word in Jesus' name. Amen. We all enter life through the birth canal of a mother. Even our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is God himself, thought it enough and how important motherhood is that he chose the Virgin Mary and came down through a mother. God that could do anything, he could have just showed up, showed on the scene, but he chose to go through the birth canal of a mother. And that sends a powerful statement on how important motherhood is. You just can imagine the joy and the love that a mother have when she births and she brings into this world life. For nine months, you feel the pain and the joy and the sorrows and the mixed emotion of dealing with motherhood. Mm -hmm. And then finally, on that day, when that day opens up, and the child is born, there is such a joy, a release, a blessing to bring new life into 
the world. In our lesson today, it's interesting that Jesus had gone to Capernaum in the earlier part the day before. The centurion's servant was sick and sent word to Jesus to come and heal it. Send word. Go get Jesus. Go get Jesus. He's able to heal the sick. He's able to do great things. Go get him. And while he was on the way, Jesus was on the way. They said, wait. The centurion went to him and said, Lord, you don't come to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. Just speak the word. If you speak the word, my servant will be healed. I'm a man of authority. I speak and this happened. I tell one to go and he goes. I tell another one to come and he comes. Centurion, I'm over 100 men, at least 100 soldiers. I can speak and these things will happen. Lord, if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. That's what happened the day before. And now we're dealing with the day after. The day after that great miracle, Jesus comes to the city of Nain and he gets to the gate. It's at the gate of the city that the elders are seated. It's at the gate of the city that keeps out invaders. They can only come in and out by way of the gate. And it's as Jesus enters the gate of the city with his disciple and much people, there's a crowd following Jesus because his reputation has gone out. And as he, Jesus, and his crowd is coming through the gate to enter the city, here comes the widow of Nain and her son in the funeral procession coming out of the gate. So if you can get in your mind a crowd coming in the gate and at the same time a crowd trying to get out of the gate, everybody trying to make it through the gate. Isn't it amazing how Jesus' timing is in he will come at the right time and on many occasions it looked like it's the wrong time it's the wrong occasion but he shows up just as late as all get up he comes and now he's coming if you're coming to a conference if you're coming to encourage this woman it's a little bit too late and you know saying sometimes I think the Lord sets us up and he purposely wait till our situation get out of hand, gets beyond what we can resolve. We can't put our hands around it and control it anymore. It's out of our reach. We can't manipulate anymore. We can't control it anymore. It's nothing we can do but just yield to the circumstance. The Lord comes in. You have to understand that this woman is a special Woman, there's a bonding that takes place between a mother and a son. Now, I know fathers and daughters bond together. That's why I have four of them. But something happens between a mother and her son. I wish I had some mothers with sons that know what I'm talking about. My God, my God. There is this bonding that takes place, and we're supposed to cut the string, but, you know, we really don't cut the string. We just put the strings on the side and, uh, okay. <laughs> and it was, wow, we want to pull on those strings. But that special bonding 
that takes place. When I understand this text and try to really dig into it, I see here in this seventh chapter of Luke, he comes into the city, and as he gets to the gate of the city, it says in verse 12, Behold, there was a dead man. He's carried out the only son. And notice that it says the only son of his mother. That tells you something. Somebody's giving up their only son. A mother giving up her only son. Mm-hmm. And she was a widow. This doesn't make too much of an impact on us today, except to say she was a widow, which means she didn't have a husband anymore. She did have a son. Okay, so now she's just a, not even a single parent anymore. She's just by herself. Well, go on, woman, and make a living and, and, and survive. But the point is, during this time, culturally speaking, she couldn't just go out and apply for a job. She could not just go out and survive and the way the women of today can survive and get a job and move on with your life. Because culturally speaking, she was a woman. It wasn't permitted for her to go into the workforce and work like the men of her days. The way that she survived in many cases was to become a lady of the night, a prostitute, if you please. So I'm thinking in my mind, this woman who had lost her husband and became a single parent and dealt with the issues of raising a son, a mother raising a son, bringing her up to the best of her ability. She said, my hope and my dream that was crushed with my husband is now invested in my son. My son, he's of age. He's going to get a job. He's going to take care of me. Here's my social security. Here is my security. And everything that she hoped for is being carried out the city. And her thought of how will I ever survive. I want you to know God knows where you are. He knows what you need when you need it and he knows how to supply your every need. Remember the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. You've got to understand it's the father's good pleasure to give you the keys to the kingdom. He wants to help you. And as we look at the text, he sees a woman, this only son, going out. She's a widow. And much people of the city is with her. All these people are around her, trying to comfort her and help her and take her through. In verse 13, it says, and when the Lord, number one, the Lord saw her. Oh, Jesus. Saints, the Lord have you in mind. He have you in view. When people don't see you, the Lord sees you. He sees the things that you have done in secret. He sees the good that you have planted. The Lord sees you. He sees your tears. He understands your pain. He knows what you're going through. I love the fact that the Bible takes time to record. The Lord saw her. It's amazing of how many times we can walk past people and not see them. Oh my God, they can walk right by us and we not even see them. By seeing, I mean taking note, not just what they have on on the outside, but seeing their broken condition, seeing the need that's unmet, seeing the circumstances that they're in. The Lord saw her from head to toe. He saw the tears. He saw the pain. He saw the emotional trauma that she was going through. He saw her. But many folks can see you. 
but do nothing about what they see. When I was working down the town the ninth and D, I used to see this guy every day standing on the corner begging for money. If I'm going to the store to get a little soda, he's right there begging. He's right there, but every day he's begging. It was a day that was snowing. He was still outside bagging in the snow. And I'm thinking to myself, how many times have I walked past this person? And sometimes I didn't always give him a quarter like I should. But there are times I walked right by him, headed to the store, and he was there. I saw him, but I didn't see him. But the Lord said, uh-uh, all these people around, I'm not going to become distracted. This son, her only son is being carried out. I see him, but more importantly, I see the woman. He saw her. Verse 13 says, number two, he had compassion on her. God's not only going to see you, but God is going to have compassion on you. Compassion is love. The love of God. God, God's love can change your circumstances. Lord, I thank you. I thank you because when you looked at the city of Jerusalem, you said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would gather thee as a mother in, gather her little ones, but you would not. He had compassion on the city. God, in his love and his great compassion that he had for us, he had compassion on us so much that he was willing to die for us. He had compassion Honor and his compassion is revealed in what he does next. And he said unto her. Now, many of us just passed that right on by. Here's Jesus. He saw her, number one. Number two, he had compassion on her. And number three, he said to her, Jesus is talking to a woman in public. We as Americans, we lose it so much because we don't understand the culture. And you said, big deal. Jesus is trying to hit on her. But Jesus is a single man and she's a single woman and Jesus is trying to see if he can get some play. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm going. The point to be made here is that a man and a woman in public did not speak. Oh, Jesus, help me teach up a little bit. Let me preach it a little bit. If you have a question, even though you were in church, you don't holler across the church to ask your husband. Paul said you ask your husband at home. Because in public, it was a shame for a woman and a man to talk. It was culturally unacceptable. It was not right. It was against protocol. It was against tradition. It was socially unacceptable. It was not to be tolerated for a man to speak to a woman in public. I don't care if she is your wife. She walked behind you. But look what Jesus did. He broke tradition. He was socially unacceptable. They were talking about what in the world is he doing, talking to this woman in public. Don't you know if God has something for you to do, if God have a word for you, he'll break tradition. Lord, it never been done like this. I've never seen it done like this. i never even heard of it being done like this. But if God wanted to get to you, he knows how to pull back tradition to give you a word. To give you comfort, to give you hope, to give you a future. Hallelujah. He spoke to her. And I can imagine in my mind how this woman began to open up and say, I don't believe that Jesus is talking to me. 
in the midst of all his people around and all of his company and all of his disciples, of all the people around, he's talking to me. But he said unto me. Now listen to what Jesus is telling her. Weep not. Don't cry. Uh-uh. You don't get it. I'm a widow. I don't have a husband. And I only had this one child, this only son. And he's dead. And you're telling me, weep not. You're telling me not to. I have a right. She could have been indicted. She could have been, you know. Okay, let me go. Now. She could have went to Ignorantville. And just got real, you know. Okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about. The nerve of you telling me. So head going, fingers snapping, hips moving. The nerve of you telling me not to weep. I've got a right to weep. I've got a right to be depressed. I've got a right to be in the state that I am. But the Lord said, weep not. You know, he wasn't talking about her present situation, but he saw her future. He saw her boy getting up out of that situation. He saw her situation changing around. Honey, when you see yourself coming out, you can stop your weeping. You can stop your crying. You can stop your mourning. And he'll turn your mourning into dancing. He'll give you the joy in the midst of sorrow. There are times when tears should be streaming down my face. Because my circumstance is not going the way I want it. My situation is not going the way I want it. Things are not falling in line the way I want it. But something down on the inside keeps telling me God is in control. God is working this thing out. I've got a feeling that everything is going to be devil. You should have kept me home today. Because my breakthrough is in the house. My miracle is in the house. My deliverance is in the house. I'm not going to let you stop me. Oh, Jesus. He said, weep not. Your days of crying are over. I'm about to give you a turn in your situation. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I hear God tell me your situation is about to turn. That's a point right there to give him some praise. You've been going through long enough, but God is about to turn your situation around. Oh, Jesus. Turn it for me, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm trying to calm myself down. But, Lord, there's something on the back of me about to push. If you got to go to dinner because you got a reservation, just go on to dinner. But I feel like giving God some praise because when I think about the many situations that I had to cry about and the Lord heard my cry, he said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. I hear the sound of an alarm clock going off that it's your time. Your time to be blessed. Your time for a miracle. Your time for a breakthrough. The woman said, wait, 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 wait. I'm on my way to bury it. I'm on my way to put it in a tomb. I'm on my way to say goodbye forever in the day. But the Lord said, weep not because I'm about to turn it around. I feel a turnaround spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, but I've been praying a long time. I've been fasting a long time. I've been asking you to move a long time. And I just believe you've been ignoring me. The Lord said, I'm just only getting you ready for the greater miracle. Because Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He has a way of waiting to the end to show up so he can show off. Oh God. He says, weep not. But he knew what was about to happen. 
Oh God, all right, weep not. Okay, stop. Stop your crying. Stop your carrying on. Stop the commotion. Stop the funeral. I interrupt this program for an important message. Why are you stopping the funeral? Lord, you already know that if a Jewish person touch a dead thing, that person becomes ceremonially unclean. The law was still in place. Grace had not taken place. So if you come up to this dead thing, you're going to become unclean. Honey, God will become unclean. He'll get in your dead thing. He'll get in your mess. He'll go into the crack house. He'll go among the drug addict. He'll walk among the prostitute to bring you out. Child, I got my white dress on. Don't fool with me. I got my missionary head on. Don't fool with me. I got my backward collar on. I can't do that. You've got to learn to snatch that collar off. And by any means necessary, we're going to bring you out. We're going to pray for your deliverance. We're going to pray for your breakthrough. We're going to pray for your miracle. Weep not. Weep not. And he that was there. Okay. So he gets a little closer. And he came. And he touched the coffin. One commentary said this was an open coffin. Oh, he touched the coffin. Just think about it now. Here are the men bearing him. And I can imagine they carried him with four men. One on each side. Burying him. Don't you remember the last time when Jesus was preaching? And there was no room in the house that four men carried a man. They tore up the roof and they let the men down, man down, and Jesus healed them. Well, this one is dead, and these men are carrying him. But we're carrying him to get rid of him. God said, before you get rid of him, just let me stop by and, and do a final view. Yes, sir. Oh God. He came and he touched the briar. And they that bore him stood still. Okay, maybe he wanna just do his final look. And he said, young man, God is speaking to a dead thing. God is sending a word to a dead thing. He said, young man, and what he said went past everything that was dead into the world of the spirit. And all the young men that were in their graves began to say, was he talking to me? No, 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 no. He said, young man, but he's talking about this particular widow's son. God knows exactly where your problem lies and how to bring a deliverance, how to speak to it. And we've got to learn the principle. We have to say to this mountain, be thou removed. Oh God, you've got to believe in your heart and speak it. You've got to, say, girl, you're going to sound crazy. You're going to, oh, my child will be saved. Oh, they're going to get the Holy Ghost. God's going to get some glory out of this. This situation will change. This circumstance is going to turn around. You've got to speak to it. He's going to save my wife. He's going to save my husband. He is going to get me that new job. You've got to talk him. You've got to speak him. You be got to speak it. Somebody said you got to say it before you can possess it. And as you speak it, it shall come to pass. But what if it don't happen? But what if it do happen? What if he don't do it? But what if he do do it? Oh, my God. So this in case he do it, I'm going to praise him in advance. I'm going to give him the glory in advance. I'm going to praise him in advance. His credit is good with me. You know what? And if he don't do it, he's still able. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. 
He stops her. He speaks to her. Young man, I say unto thee, and then the thing he tells the young man, number one, arise. Get up. That thing have carried you long enough. Get up. Saints, you got to rise even in your mind. We've got to get up. Because your deliverance begins right here. You tell yourself, I'll never be saved. I'll never be free from this habit. I'll always do drugs. I'll always be a drunk. I'll always... No, 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 no. You got to arise in your mind. You got to see yourself in the future. You got to see it like God see it. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Arise. I'm coming up. Oh, Jesus. He speaks the first word, arise. And the Bible says, and he that was dead. He just sat up. Oh, God. That was a miracle right there. That should have cleared the place right there. When this dead man that was sitting in the coffin sit up. Oh, my God. What happened here? Maybe somebody forgot to do something. Tie him down and hold him there. But all of a sudden, that which was dead sat up. And that's what God's going to do. The thing that happened, the thing that's going to happen in your life that look like it's taking a long time. God's going to give you some instant result. Some instant result. He sat up. You got to sit up sometimes. And get yourself in position for the next move of God. He spoke to you. That's when you got up. Now you've got to sit up (laughs) and get ready for the next move of God. Lord, I'm in position. I'm sitting on this coffin. What do you want me to do? Do you see it? He sat up and began to speak. Lord have mercy. What the first thing he said when he opened up his mouth? What would be the second thing? Can you just imagine in your mind, you've been through this state of death. You've walked down that dark path. You turned around. God said, called your name. He brought you back. And now you're sitting up. And as you sit up, all these people's eyes are upon you. And they're going to say, oh, I thought you were and I heard you were. But da, da, da. And you're going to say, but God. I heard about your situation, but God. I heard about the mess you were in, but God. I saw the road you were going down, but God. You got to have a but God praise because my mother cried. My mother prayed. My mother pleaded, and God saw her. God had compassion on her, and God spoke a word to her. The word that he spoke to her resonated all the way down in my spirit, and God began to speak to me, and he said, Arise. And he sat up and he began to speak. Oh God. He began to talk. He began to communicate. He began to say, I feel all right. There's no condemnation in my soul today. He began to speak, God, I've been in a place I have never seen before, but you brought me back and I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise for the turnaround in my life. He began to speak. And the Bible says in verse 15, and he, God, delivered him to who? I got a Mother's Day present for you. I got a Mother's Day gift for you. I got something that you won't regret. I'm giving you back that which you thought was lost. And he gave him back to his mother. Oh, God. He presented him back to his mother. And the Bible says in verse 16, there came a fear on all. And they glorified God saying that a great prophet 
is risen among us and that God has visited his people. I want you to know God is here. The same God that did it for this mother is the God that's going to do it for the mothers under the sound of my voice. He's not only going to bless the mothers, he's going to bless the fathers, he's going to bless the children, he's going to cause the blessings of God to fall in this place. God, I exhort you. God, I give your name the praise. I give your name the glory. There are some mothers under the sound of my voice. That are going through a hard time. Send them a word of encouragement. Number one. Let them know that you see them. Hallelujah. Number two. God have compassion on them. Number three. Speak to them. Number four. Deliver them. Deliver back to them. That what they thought was lost. Let them know it's coming back. It's coming back home. Lost sons, lost daughter, lost children, lost situation. Got you delivering it and bringing it back. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the restoration. I thank you for the blessing that's in this house. For breakthrough, for miracles, for healing and deliverance. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org. We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.oneillbrothersgroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.